Happy Jubilee! <laughs> yeah. It's gone now. It's gone. Over. Bye. Seems like the biggest thing to come from this is that there's an annoying child in the, <laughs> in, the in the royals. Yeah! <laughs> ha- happy to see. Happy to see that uh, they also have a child that can be quite irritating at times. Yeah. 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 I think all parents enjoyed watching Prince Louis doing things I'm glad to annoy that you, his mother. I'm glad that you've named him because oh, I... Okay. <laughs> I was like, know? don't know what his name is. Yeah, Prince, Prince Louis. He's the third one. George, Charlotte, then Louis. Is I don't think right? we need to go through this on the podcast. No, no, no. Okay, fair Although enough. I did have a wonderful conversation with your parents recently where we went through all the kings and queens, but backwards. You were out and we got to do, like, we went back from Elizabeth II and then we went all the way through, like, what was our grandfather? And then we went to Victoria and then we were getting confused about the Georges. And like, it was genuinely, I had the greatest time in my life. <laughs> like, this genuinely. Ha- this is what happens when you visit a house that doesn't have Disney+. Plus. <laughs> It's what happens when you go out <laughs> yeah, and leave, leave so. me and your parents to chat because this is the sort of chat that we get onto. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. So lots of royalty. Lots of royalty. Lots of. I didn't watch any of the celebrations, to be honest. No, you did. You watched a little bit with me. Do you remember? Oh, because we were... yes, you maybe watched the bit about six. So six, the musical I went to see recently in London. I do make a joke every now and again that we're going to turn the podcast into a musical theatre podcast, and you know, I, I think that's a joke that probably has a lot of truth into it i was i was somewhat (laughs) underwhelmed by the two minutes that you made me watch to be honest with you it wasn't very representative of the show and even i was a little bit like "Mm, this isn't really what six is about and i was a bit annoyed actually because i was annoyed on their behalf because like lion king circle of life all you know that went on for a while and the other like oh andrew lloyd webber he came rolling out Lin Manuel Miranda was that we didn't see him. We just saw Lloyd Webber. Was he there? With, yeah, he, he was. Apparently, they did something together. I was too busy looking at the um, <laughs> talking about the um, funny coincidence that here's this man who does music, and there's this beautiful woman, Sarah Brightman, who comes on stage and he says, "Sing for me, sing for me." Oh, oh, look, yes, that's Lloyd Webber. Uh, so yeah, I was too busy chatting to you about that, wasn't I? So that was all that we saw. Yeah. And that was it. Mm. So no review of uh, Party at the Palace? Is that what it was called? Oh, is that what it was called? Apparently. Okay. No review of that from us. Um. Also, hey, look, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so we're going to get a new Prime Minister. Oh, same old Prime Minister. Just edit that as a... Yeah, yeah, keep the options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, thanks for dating the podcast. I suppose Jubilee is a, a big date. Yes. And also, the once again, the machinations of the uh, UK government. Yep. Lovely. So, we've got three things to talk about today. Yes. We've got Stranger Things, season four. Yes. Four. Yeah, 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 well done. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Season one. Season... <laughs> season... Question mark. And... Men. Men. Which we just which, got back from. You know what? You can't say it without going, men, can you? You've got to like give it a bit. You can't just say, we're going to review men. I mean, having seen it, it can't be like, <laughs> men! Men! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do it like that. Yeah. Right, let's talk about TV. Telly, 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 here it comes. Watching television, watching television. So, Stranger Things. Yes. Season four. Yes. And this is 
we're not going to enter spoilers with this. No, no, no spoilers today. But we are episode four episodes in because yeah. when it came out, you went away, then we went away, mm-hmm. then yeah, we've been very busy. Yeah, and <laughs> frankly, unusual, quite frankly. Frankly, we can't fit the eight years you need into to catch one episode. Oh but, um, yeah, I mean, if you don't know this already, I'm sure everyone does. Stranger Things, the episodes are feature length. And some of them beyond feature... Like, they're beyond some films, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are, I've seen films that are shorter than all the... The Dumbo is shorter than any episode we've seen this mm. season, which is annoying. Just going back to Stranger Things as a, as a general discussion. Yeah. I think, obviously, it was a, a darling of both critics and the public when it first came out in season and, one. And me. I really loved it. You I are. Got, I you got are a both, T-shirt. You are both a critic and the public. I wouldn't say I was a critic. Well, that's but fine. I am definitely we'll the put public. Our, our opinions out there. We are. <laughs> so yeah. Um, season two came along. Loved, apart from one episode, I think is safe to say. Season three came out twenty nineteen. We had a lot going on at the time. We did. But I think you watched it quite quickly i was a little bit behind <laughs> and you kept right, on you kept on spoiling it for spoiling me it. yeah and yeah mm-hmm. yeah that also sounds about right but i feel i left it in a relatively positive place however when i've not been excited about this season in the slightest and i don't understand why it feels like finn wolfhart and millie bobby brown have been have gone on to have interesting careers they are in a lot of different things in ghostbusters in it in Anola Holmes. Anola Holmes. I was about to say that Sherlock Holmes one that you saw her in. Um, Godzilla versus. King oh yeah, Kong. yeah. Or oh, was it Godzilla King of Monst- King of the Monsters? That was the second one. We've had this discussion. But before, yeah, I think I'm she. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm pr- yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other, the other guys in it appear. Mm. Certainly, the kids appear to have less they've been in less that I've seen anywhere yeah, I'm sure think, they're doing stuff I think stuff. Um, the guy who plays Dustin does like YouTube or um, like pranks and things like that so they've gone on to do various different, different things it's very, it's very that character actually isn't it but, uh, yeah the, I, the Jer- I, I always said it was the Jeremy Beadle of his time <laughs> Oh, Mark, no one is going to know what that means. Yes, they will. Everyone will know what that means. Yeah, you and I know what that means. People in their 40s from a particular part of the world might know what that means. But yeah, anyway. Watch out, Dustin's about. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, but yes, they've gone off to do different things, haven't they? So we've seen them and and they've grown up. Yes. Without sounding weird about it, because some some people are like, oh, they're all grown up now. But they are. They're they're young adults. Um, Millie Bobby Brown is going out with John Bon Jovi's son. Hang on. Who looks just like John Bon Jovi. Is this true? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. I'm I'm a little bit like, because to me, she's still like, uh, the young eleven from season one. There's part of my brain that still sees her as that. And then you see John Bon Jovi's son, and you think, no, hang on a minute. But actually, when you see them together, they look like a very nice couple. Okay, well, but good, good older, older young adults, and and mm. so there is that sense. Getting to this in a very roundabout way, but there is that sense that they have moved on, and we have moved on. Yes. And are we now flogging uh, the the horse that is deceased? So on to my thoughts of this season, and I can't I can't look beyond the length of these episodes. We are four episodes in, we have seen five hours worth of content, and I still feel like I am just exiting the first act of this. 
Um, well, it is like part one, isn't it? So there's seven episodes in this part one. Yeah. And then it. And I'm then there's two more episodes coming back coming for in part July. two. Oh, okay, right. However, the second episode, final episode of the season, is rumoured to be two and a half hours long. I'm with you on this. I'm struggling with the length. That's the length of 2001, A Space Odyssey, mm-hmm. where Stanley Kubrick went from the dawn of man to the birth of a of a new world. And this is going to probably, yeah. Expectations are high on that. Expectations are not quite so high well, now. Well, sorry, my expectations are high. My, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with the length. However, I am really enjoying being back in the world of Hawkins. I am enjoying being with these characters with some caveats. Mm. I, I'm liking what they've done in that they've brought people in who've come in later on in the seasons and they've paired them with people who maybe they haven't been paired with before i'm liking the central theme there's a lot about trauma and loss and a little sprinkling of grief because you know i'm always there for the sprinkling of grief and i'm i'm enjoying the performances for the most part there was a a sequence in episode four which we've just watched that set to music and anyone listening who's who's got that for or who has indeed been looking at what's been happening in the hit parade recently please don't call it the hit parade (laughs) that was just for you literally just for you we'll know that the music that has been used in stranger things has shot up the charts or has been downloaded lots of times younger people are finding music that you and i mark would have would know and have known for quite a while and so we find it quite hilarious doesn't it oh they never heard of this and of course they haven't and that's brilliant and they're they're coming to um, find and discover this music, which is brilliant. That episode and that sequence using that music, I thought was incredibly powerful. It made me cry, actually. I thought it was a really well acted. The person who was playing that, the central character that this was all around, I think they really, uh, have, they've really used that person very well and they've built that character up over the seasons. And I, and I really thought, that it was incredibly well executed and very powerful, very emotional. But there are times where we are visiting other characters and we're in other locations where it just feels completely disjointed and I'm just waiting for the gang to get back together again. And like you say, we're five hours in yeah. and it's like when we're, we're not even part way to that. Uh, well... No, I think we are on the verge of them all joining up together again. Mm. Um, however, like you say, I am, I'm into, I'm two cuts into a meal, and I'm pretty full up already. Um, Do you feel like it's almost like five different shows? Yes. So like... I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to be a little to put some more meat on the bones. Okay. If that's it, so without okay. without going into spoilers. Um, so I've always liked the Max character introduced in season two. Uh, I think she's really interesting i think she was she was given a lot of agency first of all and given like an individuality and i think that's carried on just in a different way here dealing with the dealing with what happened in season three i really like her teaming up with dustin um because i, th- I think dustin is probably still my favorite character in this but you've got them two doing their own little thing you've got lucas w- uh, in a different set of friends for them for the most part and then you've got nancy and robin robin doing a different thing 
And then you've got the California posse. Mm. Um, so it was made clear at the end of season three that Will and Eleven had moved with Winona Ryder's character to Joyce. California. Thank you. Thank you. I knew you'd get me on yep. that things. Just waiting. Um, as part of the plot, and I don't think this is a spoiler, um, Finn Whitlock's character? I mean, you get a different surname for him every time. <laughs> it's Phil Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. I think it's, you see it call him Finn Wolfhard, but it's Finn Wolfhard. I, no, you see, what I do is I purposefully, oh, purposefully not just, commit on that final, okay. on that final sound. Anyway, he's, he's gone to visit. Yes. What's his name? Oh, um, Will and... Uh, what's it, what is his name? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, I can't get yes. it. And now you know you've got me. What is his name? I think this is telling that we've seen eight hours of this and we're still... Uh... So Jonathan's the brother. Yeah. Eleven, Will, Dustin... I now have a complete... Mike! Mike! Mike. Whew, God for that. Um, I think every time I've spoken about Strange Things Season 3, I've said that Mike and Eleven's relationship were just was just annoying. It, they um, are annoying. <laughs> they, are, they are teenagers in love. And, yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. But that's just carried on. And then you've... You've got Will, who has the most ludicrous haircut on TV, but looks Quite like it. kind of looks the oldest out of all of them. He and seems he to have grown up the most he of is them. The, he's actually the youngest. And that, it might be that he was the youngest, and therefore, so we've noticed him aging the most. He looks like Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder, um, which is meant to be a ludicrous depiction of, of a character. He's just sat moping about because his, his, his surrogate sister is getting off with her boyfriend and ignoring him. There's been very little Stranger Things so far. In your Stranger... You you made the joke, where, are, you, are we going to have the Stranger Things in your Stranger Things TV show? When are you planning to add the Stranger yeah. Things into your Stranger Things? And I, I, I thought that was it. Very funny. It's Thank not you. funny now I've said it. I did not deliver it well. But also, you were right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what has been done is very, very horrific. I mean, it's it's really digging on the horror tropes. And... Oh yeah, we've got to it's very yeah. very gory. Like anyone who's thinking stranger things a little bit of horror but this they have gone full on horror. I mean there was something in the episode that we've just watched that was was awful. I yeah. actually thought, oh god, I don't know if I want to watch this anymore because the imagery that they're using is incredibly emotive. But I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to carry on with this. Yeah, yeah, I'm I am. absolutely pot committed. I'm Certainly still looking after... forward to it. I know after we said all of that, we're sitting down at the moment and we're doing one night, we're doing a Stranger Things, and then the next night we're doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi. And it was really nice to have something to watch. I'm not hate watching it. I'm enjoying it. I can pick a lot about it. And I wish they, they had just stuck with the whole... I mean, even like 30 minutes. That would have been 30, 45 minutes. Well, all Should the episodes, you know? all the seasons so far, all the seasons so far have been sort of hour-long episodes. Yeah. Which I think is... An hour is fine. Um, 45 mm-hmm. minutes is my ideal time, just yeah. for things. 45 minutes to an hour. But once you go beyond that, there needs to be a reason. And there seems to be so much fat in these episodes. Yeah. There is a lot of t- teenagers moping about. Um, there's a lot of teenagers just hanging out with friends. But I like Not that even... bit. I do like that bit. There's a bullying storyline at the beginning of, of the of the series that has subsequently gone away. Yeah. And I really like that lovely shades of Carrie in it. 
So I, there was, I'm picking out, you know, you, you do, you pick it. I mean, there's Indiana Jones references everywhere. There's all the film, you know, because the, obviously there's a there's the movie rental place that they're in. So you've got loads of the film stuff coming coming through. I love all of that. That is what is, the nostalgia fest of Stranger Things is what really appeals to me. So I like all of the hanging around with the kids in the, in the high school. And like there's, there was a really, really interesting new character that they introduced at the beginning who was slightly older because now they're in the high school. And, and I said to you, oh, he looks really like Robert Downey Jr., like a young Robert Downey Jr. He's got some really interesting eyes. And he's just, because it's just so big and unwieldy and they're all over the place. Mm. We haven't seen him for ages. I think there's a nice balance. I mean, they could have fit him in. They could have fit him in. Yeah, that's interesting. I think a nice balance between the kids hanging out and just Mm -hmm. being kids and the retro references. It's it's too much in one thing. Like, they're having one horrific episode per episode (laughs) and it's just not enough at the minute. Well, it's it's, it's both too much and not enough, isn't it? That's the the weird... Anyway, I'm still enjoying... Like, genuinely, going back to the... I'm still enjoying enjoying saying to you, right, oh, well, which one should we watch tonight? And we'll watch a Stranger Mm. Things. And, yeah, it it is still a really good show. It's an enjoyable chore Mm -hmm. at the minute, which I think is is a problem. Well, more for you, I think, than for me. If you weren't here, let's say you went out with your mates for a night or something, I would have to really sit on my hands and not watch another episode because I feel compelled to see what comes next. So that, to me, tells me that I'm perhaps enjoying it a little bit more than you. I felt like that after watching the first episode because you went away for the weekend. Mm. Um, so I did feel like that. Uh, um, I know I'll get something out of it for watching an episode, but there is that barrier just on the, you know, if something's an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half, it's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should we move on to Obi Wan Kenobi? As that is the thing that we yes. just just like in real life, we want an episode of Stranger Things, an episode of Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, we're now caught up. That's the problem. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Well, um, so Obi Wan Kenobi is a Disney Plus television show. Yes. It's clearly. I mean, I don't have to tell anyone who's listening. It's a Star Wars production. Who's it about? <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. It's Ewan McGregor. He's back. Yeah. Now, normally, you know a lot about these Disney Plus shows. You've got a lot of background to things. If I mean, if I mention Marvel, you'll be able to tell me all of them in order and all yeah. of that that sort of thing. I'm not sure where you are, where you're situated in terms of Star Wars, because this is coming back to the prequels. You have never struck me as like an uber Star Wars fan, although I think you enjoy the original films. Am I right in thinking? You... I'm interested to see what I'm interested <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be told yeah. what I like yeah, now. No, no, but I, like, no, I wouldn't say that you were someone who was, you know, really, really not like you are with Marvel and putting the two, you know, comparing the two. What's your history with Star Wars? So, Star Wars was something that I enjoyed as a kid, but never really massively into. Right up until the mid '90s, where people started audibly calling out Star Wars as like their favourite TV show and I'm thinking two things sorry their favourite yeah their favourite property two things in particular are Ash a band that we were both big fans of in the mid 90s and still to this day came out very much like they did covers on the B-side of the Cantina song and um, put the sound of X-Wings, yeah, TIE Fighters, yeah, yeah. at the beginning of the the 1977 album. Lose Control. Which, of course, 1977 is... Is the year that Star Wars came out, yeah, yeah. 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 And 
that was around the same time that the films were re-released in the bastardised versions but from uh, from George Lucas, but we'll get onto that a different time. No one needs to see Jabba the Hutt in... Standing, standing on Harrison Ford's no, thingy. Harrison Ford standing oh, on Jabba Harrison the Hutt. Oh, Harrison Ford standing on Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. He yeah. can't stand on it. He's just well, like... I'm just thinking about it. And being a different size and, yeah, yeah. and changing the song at the end of... Um, yeah. And then Spaced as well. Mm-hmm. So Simon Pegg's Edgar Wright's um, Spaced came out and audibly mentioned Star Wars. Like I remember there's one scene where they are watching Return of the Jedi. I think they watch all three episodes, three films back to back and you see it at the end and they are all, they are singing the song at the end of it on the TV show because they couldn't get the rights so they just had to sing it themselves. And Yeah, and I think from there, like I was really excited for the prequels but mm-hmm. I mean, we've started to say what happened there. No. So I'm, I'm kind of in and out on Star Wars. Like I enjoy it. I've seen everything ever created by Star Wars apart from Actually, apart from the cartoon TV shows, everything live action anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I can take it or leave it. Like I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed Rogue One and the Last Jedi, um, which is an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. I hated. Well, I didn't hate. I hated Solo and um, Rise of the Sky, Rise of Rise Skywalker. Of Skywalker? Uh, yeah, and the Force Awakens. I liked and hated in equal measure like i liked the i liked the revisiting these worlds but i had a lot of problems with it and when we loved the mandalorian loved the mandalorian we did not enjoy boba fett that's correct although i liked the mandalorian parts of yeah boba i like the mandalorian yeah. episodes of uh, boba fett that was fine yeah so like I, I'm, I'm not a i don't really feel i'm that much into marvel but i just I, I, I think you've got a really good knowledge of it, though. I think, I think you I, listen to other people and then you tell me. So. I think I enjoy sitting on the outside of Marvel. Mm-hmm. I think I enjoy being away from the discussion of Star Wars and just enjoying it for what it is. So were you the same as me then when you heard about this TV show, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Did your heart sink a little bit and you think, oh, do we have to go back? What is there to go back for? What is this going to do for the franchise what is this going to do for the story so i think i think i'm different in this because like i say i just take thing i take star wars properties as they come therefore i don't really care about <laughs> obi-wan kenobi so it's i'm not worried about them bastardizing a legacy mm-hmm. on that i'm just i'm not particularly interested and i think my idea was that i would i'll see if it's a good show and um take the public opinion on it and play it from there yeah um, then you watched the first episode mm-hmm. and said, "Oh, it's actually all right, yeah." And yeah. so we've watched because you were good. You were you were sort of going, "Oh, we'll just see see what yeah. happens." But then I thought, you know what? I just want to give it a go. I just want to see what this first episode is about. I really like the character of Obi Wan Kenobi in the original Star Wars films. I like that. I, I mean, it's, it's it's a thing that's you see it in so many. There's nothing new to it, is it? Of the the older mentor bringing on the the younger warrior in inverted commas and and teaching them the ways of whatever in this case the force and uh, then you know having uh, complex relationships with other characters i really like that and i I think the story behind sort of alec guinness and him not really (laughs) understanding or enjoying (laughs) what was going on i really like those that that because then he obviously became completely synonymous with the, with this character. I really like the name, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I think it's got a lovely sort of lilt to it. 
I liked what Ewan McGregor did in the prequels. I think the early Ewan in the in the guise of Obi Wan Kenobi was a, a a little bit strange. I couldn't quite put. There was too much of a gap between the Alec Guinness personification for me. But they was meant to be younger. He was meant to be the the um the apprentice at that time. And then I think he grew into it as it as it came along. I have to say that I really enjoyed his performance in that that first episode, in particular, where I just thought, "Oh yeah, I see now when we when we're coming to see the Obi Wan Kenobi that I know from the from the original." Not quite there, but a little bit more sort of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a, a synergy between those two characters. And interesting to see what he was up to while he's, you know, sitting in his sitting in his cave. And I, I really enjoyed the cinematography. I thought it was beautiful looking. I thought, you know, sometimes in Boba Fett you really felt you were on a set and it was it was very much it, they were they were playing <laughs> and there, it was a TV show. And with this I felt it was much more had filmic qualities and it, it was bigger and it was a world and the world was better realised. So I enjoyed it and I liked what they they were doing with him. And obviously then I pulled you along for the for the ride. But similarly to you, I don't really care that much. <laughs> and I think I'm I'm not convinced that if we weren't watching it together, I would have continued in the in the way that we have done, which as we've said many, many times on this episode, we're doing one on one off, aren't we? Yes. You know, as as the as the days go on. As episodes have moved through i have enjoyed the plotting less and less and whilst i really don't like doing this because i don't think it's it it is not it's i don't want to be mean but there are characters that are played by younger people and i think the acting is is not the best it's not terrible by any means but these are young young people who perhaps you know the the what they're being given to do is a little more than what they're able to do at that age does that is that fair <laughs> well i can understand why people are put off by it but like you said it's it's kids doing a role like mm. and i i just i i still don't really care that much um and i mean that in almost like a good way in that i'm happy to just let this roll over me in the same way that I watch a BBC one sitcom and the kids on there are a little bit hammy with their, Oh, I love you mummy or whatever, whatever they're doing. It just, and this might just be a damnation of the way that the star Wars <laughs> franchise has gone that I just, I just don't really care that much. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm enjoying these for what they are. Uh, I'm certainly happy to put one on, uh, it's forty five minutes. It comes and goes. It's it's the almost the opposite of 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 strange strange things episodes that we're watching. In that it's forty five minutes, things will come and go. Stuff will happen in between. I've not been shocked. I've not been no. thinged. I, I mean, I say I've not been shocked. I'm surprised that they had a set piece in the third episode that we just watched where it almost seems like that was kind of wasted, and I would want that to kind of to go on for the end. Um, little things that Obi Wan has done doesn't read right to me, which I put down to the writing rather than the performances. Um, you know there are 
there are deaths of people in this that are caused by Obi-Wan, and that's not quite how I feel oh, his okay. his character would normally he go. He was more sort of the hermit that sat behind the scenes and maybe did a little hand wave yes. rather than get his blaster out, for yeah. example. Um, but, like I said, I'm struggling to get upset yeah. about it because... Yeah. It just sort of is what it is, it is isn't it? Yeah, that's that's it exactly. It mm. is what it is. I think and, we're both um, on the same page. Yeah, I'm just happy to, I'm, I'm happy to just, I'll happy to, I'll carry on watching this. It's, it's probably a sad fact that this is what Star Wars has come to, and they'll probably shout a few more of these over the next. Uh, I understand that there are, there are, TV shows coming out about characters that I'm not as familiar with, and again, I will take those probably on a basis by. If I won't be first day watches or anything like that with them for me. Whereas with Marvel, I am sat in the seat, ready to go. But yeah, it's it's all right. It's fine. I mean, that's probably the worst thing you could say. It about is. Show. I know. That's, it's a bit. Sort that, of like, I, I, I say that when I say, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's all right. It it should be better than all right. If you if if I was that invested in a property. Say for example, we know we our friend Chris previously of the show massively into Indiana Jones, and if they just started releasing just Indiana Jones adjacent TV shows mm-hmm. every every two months, I'd feel quite sad for Chris because yeah. there's something special about a film coming up and yeah. he'd get excited about it. Um, I mean, Chris, I feel like would carry on loving Indiana yeah. Jones <laughs> up to the very end, but. Yeah, but like, it just sort of it just pulls away at it, doesn't it? it? Just sort of it dilutes it and dilutes it. I'm gonna quote something from Are you? from from that those really really poetic um, from the most poetic TV show in the history, Men Behaving Badly. Yes. When there's always biscuits in the tin, where's the fun in biscuits? Shall we do film? Let's do. Let's film. move on to men. 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 And just like the movies, we play out our last scene. I don't know why I've got the cast up on IMDb for this because. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a huge cast. It's absolutely massive, and yes. I can't remember anyone in it. So men. Men. The latest film by Alex Garland. Now, you, we were talking about this in the car the other day. I know, Alex Garland, for me, is still the author of The Beach that was this huge book. I think it was probably my first ever, like, swap over from YA into adult. And that everyone who was aged sort of 16, 17, 18, you know, that sort of age at the time, yeah. um, was reading The Beach. I had a copy as well. And then the film came out and that was the Danny Boyle vehicle. And I really remember that era. And I remember because the, the central theme of The Beach is really about people going to distant lands and... Um, taking in inverted commas the culture and thinking that they are discovering themselves and oh, that's a terrible terrible <laughs> explanation of what happens but you know it, it was that era where people were going abroad yes and they were um immersing themselves but also ruining the places that they were going to and it was all very you know now we'd look at it and we'd sort of roll our eyes uh, but yeah it it, it just really reminds me and it's Leonardo DiCaprio and it's um, All Saints and it's that era for me yeah I think it's 
the beach came out of town. I've never seen the beach. I've never read the beach, but it came out at a time when a lot of my friends were think talking about going traveling. I mean, none of them ever did. A few of them mm. went around Australia. No one went to Thailand. I mean, most of my mates were Iron Apa, Ibiza, yeah. and Magaluf. To be perfectly honest, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but different sort of beach there. Mm. But yeah, I, it was a phenomenon. It was that book that everyone was reading for one summer, um, and yeah. So, like I said, I've never seen the film, but I've seen pretty much everything else Alex Gallen's been involved mm. with. So he, a lot of uh, connections with Danny Boyle, because he wrote 28 Days Later and Sunshine, which I think is one of Danny Boyle's like, hidden gems mm. kicking about. Uh, he also, I'm just looking on his IMDb now, he also wrote Never Let Me Go, did the screenplay oh, for that. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Ooh, I hate mm. that film. Not because it's a terrible film, just because it's it's really hard-hitting. I think it's... I, I think. I, I, lo- I love it and I love the fact that it's sort of a slow burn mm-hmm. um, he also me. wrote the screenplay for Dread and then started going into directing his own films so Ex Machina Annihilation which I know that you were a huge fan of mm-hmm. and then Devs <sighs> previously of this podcast I believe yeah, that was not one for me I liked it so yeah there are I think it sits in with Annihilation pretty well. Uh, there are visions in that and yeah. images in that that images. Will stayed Lots with me images. all the way through. Yeah. But yes, Men, the latest mm. film. It's hard, isn't it? I mean, I mean, just to say it to everyone, we have literally come out of, like, we're talking maybe an hour ago, we've come out of seeing men together. Yes. A rare treat. We went to the cinema together. Yeah. We didn't even go to our local. We went somewhere a bit different and it was very strange. I didn't like it because I didn't have an app where I could pick my seats. We had to go, we had to queue. I mean, heaven forfend. We had to queue in a, in, a, in, in a long queue as well. Wait. And also for someone who likes to be on time, they had a thing on the screen in front telling you how many minutes until the film started that was really making me anxious. So it was like four <laughs> minutes to start, three minutes to start. We're still standing behind people ordering ludicrous amounts of things. Like just large tortilla chips with cheese on and... I just and then some drink and then some sacks and even I you. you what, I fancy like, to go at that pick and mix. You really were, I know there was like a bag of munchies. Would you want some munchies? No, I do not want some munchies. This is why we have a lovely app where I can pick where I want to sit. I mean, we could have just downloaded the app on the way in. It was we just the fact done. that we set off without thinking about we it. We should have just use the app. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so we went this. We went to the cinema together. I really like that which, cinema, by the way. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it smelled a bit. Okay. Um, I, the the, the like the theatre itself, like the the one we were in, the screen we were in, had a very weird smell that I did not enjoy. <laughs> Mark's just looking at me now. Why do you like it? Um, I think the screen quality is a lot better than our local oh, cinema. Oh, actually, yeah, I thought that. I thought there was some beautiful. Yeah, it, it was, was. Yeah, it was I did far think that. brighter. Mm. Uh, I've I've complained recently about films being too dark mm-hmm. and. Um, you, you're thinking it might be the cinema. I'm thinking it might be the cinema. Um, it's a. It's not that far away. This cinema. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm <gasps> considering no! cancelling my limitless no! and um, moving to a different cinema. To be perfectly no! honest. It, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Oh, I'm, that is interesting because we have both said that. Yeah. And I thought Top Gun Maverick was quite dark as well, and went in the same mm, place. Okay. Anyway, conversation to have off part. I think. Yes. Men. So, yeah, so you didn't know anything about. 
men apart from it was Alex Garland and central performances you, by Jesse Buckley, Jesse Buckley and Rory Kinnear. Ro- uh, yes, Rory So you Kinnear. knew Rory Kinnear was in it. I knew a little bit more. I wanted to be a little bit more informed, mainly because I had heard that there was, I'm going to use the BBFC titling here, strong gore because that comes up right at the beginning i heard there was strong gore i wanted to know what it was just so i can prepare myself because some kind of some kinds of gore i like to avoid or i like to be prepared for they weren't wrong there was certainly strong gore in this film just a bit just a little bit Mm. and again some really compelling i found and interesting, although interesting is not a very interesting word, imagery. Yeah. Particularly in the third act. But mm, all the way through, it's it's picking stuff up. Let's go back. Mm, okay, so, thanks. A, a spoiler-free yeah, storyline of this. spoiler-free. Um, although I would like to go into spoilers with you at a certain point. Okay. Yeah. What, on the podcast? Or yeah, what? on the podcast. Okay. On the podcast. But, so this is, Jesse Buckley mm. is coping with some... With an, grief following an incident, I think it said. She's uh, traumatised. Yeah. Yes. Um, so goes to take herself away in the country, rent uh, rent a country house for two weeks. A very big house in the country. A very big house in the country. Watching afternoon repeats and the food she eats in the country. I don't think she eats anything in this. She does. Does Quite she? Quite famously does eat something. Does she? Yes. Oh, oh she, I got it, yes, I got it. Yeah. Right, okay. Anyone who's seen the trailer will know this. <laughs> um, and she meets plenty of characters who are all played by Rory Kinnear. In this yeah, and, and they're all men. Oh, all men, yeah. Bob, Bob one, I think, actually. Yeah, there are other people in the yeah, village, yeah. but all the male roles in the village are played mm. by uh, Rory Kinnear. Mm. I am surprised at you wanting to go see this in the first place, because this seems like a very unalane film. It, yes, it is. It is. And as I was watching it, I was thinking... This is a very Mark film. Yeah. <laughs> In the same way as when I watched The Green Knight with Dev Patel and various other wonderful British actors that I can't remember the names mm. of. When I watched that, I got about half an hour in. I went, nope. And, that was what, and you had seen it previous to me and had very much enjoyed it could i say can i that it oh yeah that, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, that yeah. It, it made yeah. you really think and yeah. you you talked about it a lot on, on the podcast and, i think yeah. it's a four-star film yeah um so you you had talked about it and recommend i watch it and i was nope about half half an hour in and i think that perhaps if i had been watching this at home i might have been similar i discussed when i watched the lighthouse i think i think this is a film that lends itself to your you need eyes on it, it like for, for the themes to go in. The film that I would compare this strongest to for me is Darren Aronofsky's Mother, which is a film widely hated by a lot of people I know, but I absolutely adored. That is seriously just a dream sequence of mm-hmm. shit happening to... It's not Scarlett Johansson, is it? It's, um, oh, it's Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, um, I think this is very close to that in mm-hmm. its sort of dreamlike state. But... All the way through, I was thinking, I'm not sure if Elaine's going to deal with this. <laughs> what What are your thoughts overall? So, having sat through it in the yeah, cinema, having sat through it, having what watch, I mean, there, I have to say, there were some times where I was thinking, wonder if anyone else has noticed my eyes are closed. Oh. Wonder if anyone can see that, like, one of my eyes is shut. 
because there were times where I was really quite scared. There's a sense of foreboding which you get in a lot of of Alex Garden's work in his sci-fi, in things like Annihilation, which has a lot of uh, natural world weird stuff going on. If you've watched Annihilation, you'll know what I mean. That creepy sense of someone about to jump out of the forest or someone standing behind you or you know or someone popping up at a window terrifies me absolutely terrifies me and there's a lot of that in this because there's a lot of silence or there's a lot of birds tweeting or there are noises that are being made that you just think oh if she just turns around that way so and beautiful uh, wide shots where where things can come out of so i was quite scared at, at times but not not as scared as the woman who sat behind us that audibly like gasped and physically jumped (laughs) at one particular point so i was waiting for those things i think that it's a film that really wants to say something about funnily enough men masculinity the way that some men and i'm gonna put the emphasis on some the way that some men will react to respond to treat women and from someone who recently went to see a feminist retelling of the six wives of henry the eighth which really dives into how history has been looked at from the point of view of men and how we see those six women's stories from the point of view of one man then it's then in one sense it's completely up my street Yes. And I enjoyed getting to grips with the allegory. I enjoyed getting to grips with all the metaphor. I enjoyed getting to grips with the imagery because I thought it had had things to say. That said, sometimes I felt it was a little bit too... Look at this image! Look what we're saying about this thing! And And I found it a little bit clunky... I also got a little bit sick of, and this is completely me being a, a troglodyte, that are completely... What? what? Oh, I'm interested to know how this makes you a troglodyte. Doctor. No, well, I just got a bit sick of standing in the forest looking at all the wavy trees and listening to the bird song. I was like, I've had enough of the forest now. Like, just, yeah, I get it, but... I think a troglodyte is someone move, who lives in the forest on, and uh, yeah, let's move kind on. of... Move on, let's move on. So, I, adm- I admire it and respect it for what it is doing. I, I felt a bit better once the film had completed because I... <laughs> I yeah, <laughs> one for the poster. Because I was like, but because it kind of came back... The, 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 I was thinking, where is this going? What is this doing? What is this saying? And there is a sense of completion to it, I felt. And I kind of went, oh, right, okay, that's what we're doing here. Okay, now I feel a little bit more comfortable that there's there's a circle here. But I don't think I'd watch it again. And I think, for me, if you, you know, like, star rating, it's sort of a high three. I can't say I loved it, because I didn't. Okay. What, what did you think? Are you... Are, are you thinking much more about like the lighthouse, the green that you know, all those films that you really love? So I, I don't love the lighthouse. That's the, I think that's the that's the key thing is that I watched it. I watched that at home away from a cinema, and that's a film that this is a film that I need. I personally need to see in the cinema because I, it needs my undivided attention. I didn't hear the woman behind me gasp because I was enthralled in this. For me, this is probably a high four. I this will be in my top ten of the year. 
I say I loved it is strong because obviously it is horrific at points, and but I think the characters are. So, I got so much like trying to take apart the characters, and this is these are the sort of films which I really love to try and look, it might be spot the symbolism and stuff like that. But that's kind of what I enjoy doing. Um, why is this character like this? How does this, especially when so the character is obviously played by the same by the same actor what separates them what how are they how are they what do they represent who are they how do they link into each other as well because it's a purposeful thing that it's all played by Rory Kinnear speaking outside of the film and on my feelings on the matter this film this feels like a film that would be better told through the eyes of of a female director and a female storyteller um Alex Garland is up. He's the right to make whichever film that he wants to make, but this feels like it's a for it to be a, a, written by a man and directed by a man. I feel I give it less credence than something which isn't entirely related, but something like um, "I May Destroy You," which is written and directed from a from the sense of a female. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I. I got a lot out of this. Enjoy is a strong word. I loved the horrific depictions on screen. Um, I wasn't expecting those from when I saw from going in. So I was absolutely delighted to be grossed out. And yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what I go to the cinema to see this sort of film for. Um, so yeah, I, if it, if this isn't in my top ten of the year, we have had a fantastic year. So yeah, um, I. The performances I think are brilliant. Um, Jessie Buckley is an absolute star. I think you said yeah, earlier yeah, she's yeah. she's going to win an Oscar, isn't she? Yeah, and... we had that conversation, didn't we? I don't know whether it was this morning or last night, yeah. where I said, you know, just Jessie, she, she can do no wrong. I have never seen a poor performance from Jessie Buckley. I think she also she's one of those women that has that permanently haunted not all over her face but yeah. you can just just in the eyes there's something there that even when she's playing someone who is on the surface okay yeah there's there's something behind the eyes that tells you that they've seen life yes yeah um I, yeah absolutely and i think i think her reactions in this feel entirely authentic um authentic i, I yeah rory Kinnear, i think he's having a lot of fun playing a really horrific characters. Um, there is one moment where it didn't quite work for me, the imagery, um, which is, it's, it's actually in the trailer actually. So it's, there is one character which he plays where it's obviously been done using some CGI effects. Yeah. And it, that just, was so far in the uncanny valley, I can't even see daylight anymore. But um, I, that may be purposefully so, to be perfectly honest, because it's it's almost like this character is projected upon you. you if you've seen the film or seen you've seen the trailer, you probably know what I mean. But yeah, um, yeah, more of this, please. And I'm I'm amazed that this has opened in as many multi-screen cinemas. Yeah, yeah. This feels like something that should play in a local art house yeah, for it, two it does, weeks. It, it does. There's a lot. Uh, when I was watching it, I was thinking this feels like an art installation rather than a yeah. film at times so yeah i agree but that's probably just down to alex garland mm. and his and his goodwill in mm. the industry and it's only one hour 40 which i think is i, I think attracts people to come and just 
see this, take it in and, and walk. I mean, it, there was silence when we walked out of that cinema. You know, there was silence throughout the film. And yeah. We went during the day on a day off work. Yeah. A lot of older people in that film. I know. I don't think they knew what they were getting into. <laughs> and there's actually part of my enjoyment of it was thinking, I wonder what they're thinking. And actually, when she yeah. when she when she jumped and gasped, I did think, Yeah, you don't you don't know, Alex. <laughs> you don't know. This. And uh, yeah, but I w- I was quite prepared for a lot of what was to come, and that that helped me. I think so. Very interesting that you didn't know there was going to be this shift that, and and I was very much prepared. In fact, I was waiting for. It. I'm going okay. I know there's something gonna gonna occur fairly fairly shortly in the third act and I was just sort of wait, waiting for it but it was better for me for all reasons it was better for me to be prepped for mm. what I was going to see okay okay can we go into a spoiler section yeah let's do it do let's, you want to play a, yeah. like a short I'll play thing a little and, clip. yeah hello hi Mrs Marlowe yes Harper yes Biff come in so, spoilers from now on. Mm-hmm. I just want to analyse analyze the Rory Kinnear characters, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah. They're all related to at least one, the way I read it, um, sort of male stereotypes yeah. and male problematic behaviours. Mm-hmm. So, the big three, you have the the stalker. Yeah. The naked... Well, it's the greed man. Yes. It's, it's, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. We didn't say this in our spoiler-free, but there's a huge amount of folklore folk horror mm. you know he's he is the green man he's completely uh, he's non-verbal he is in the forest he's in and there's um there's a font with the green man on and then at the back someone giving birth and there's just a huge amount of the forest and nature and folklore in this but i also took like the fact that he appeared naked in the background mm. all the time mm-hmm. i also that purely might be my reading of this mm. i took this as being like a representation of like dick pic behavior culture oh, and things you? like that. Oh, right, okay. Like, there is a very purposeful decision to see show a lot of penises on screen in this film. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't take that because actually, it, I didn't see him as being naked, as being threatening. Um, mm. And I didn't see it as that depiction. I saw him more of um, the of a, a depiction of like the forest and nature and like, um, there's obviously a huge Adam and Eve vehicle got and vehicle's not the right word but you know symbolism going on and i just Mm. took him to be like the adam to the eve that she was with you know with the apple and he's a and he's Mm. becoming part of the forest and part of nature so i just took it as as that and we know garland from annihilation in particularly he he loves that that nature forest i mean someone turns into a tree in annihilation sorry if you haven't seen annihilation but <laughs> you, you, it won't come as a surprise having if you've seen this that you know there's all this tree stuff that he's got going on in the way or, or animals that aren't really our being merged together like he loves all of that sort of stuff so no i didn't and the only i was surprised actually that he did become threatening you know he puts his hand through the thing and he gr- grabs grabs a hand because i didn't take him to be a particularly threatening character but that might just be me not seeing the danger but we, again we don't know if that he is the person who's mm, doing things because they are all yeah. Same person, the and they person. are yeah. show they show the same entity. When something happens yeah. to one person, it happens to them all. Yeah. Um, the child character, uh, which is the problem one I have yeah, problems I didn't with, like um, the CGI. On yeah, it. but I understand. Might be purposeful, to be honest. It's meant as to well. be how you know the, the misogyny is instilled in young men. He calls her a is he called like a selfish bitch or something like that? Yeah. Or... Also, read a lot of incel sort of mm. imagery and the sort of the 
taking like the the innocence of a of a young child and then adding the hatefulness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that was that was my take on that. The priest character who is slightly priest, incredibly creepy, yeah. touches her leg. Oh, it's yeah. and you can feel, feel her discomfort, even yeah. though you don't see that on screen. You're looking at her face, but the whole time you're thinking, "He's got a yes. hand on her leg. He's got a hand on her leg." Uh, and then the stuff he comes out with about vaginas. Yeah, when he's in the house, it's just weird. And it's all it's and obviously that you, you don't have to be a genius to do, but mm. it's all about you made me do this. Yes, it's the power. But not real, you know, the the the, the energy that comes mm. from a woman that makes men do things. I, yeah, you touch got of that. gaslighting about it mm. as well about the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, you looked there like no I no I didn't no I agree. thought that was a really yeah. interesting point actually I was like oh yeah and I wasn't oh. about to disagree with you yeah. no but yes yeah, there's, there's there's all of that going on and then Jeffrey who on the surface appears I and, and for me I think Jeffrey is the nice well-meaning guy who doesn't act and takes away her route out of this mm-hmm. by stealing her car and driving it and mm-hmm. crashing it mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think they are, this is what I love about this. It's like the fact, looking beneath the surface of these characters. I mean, the, the body horror in this, when her her husband, played by Papa Esadu from I May Destroy You, it's it's shown in the trailer, but we're in spoiler zone anyway, yeah. is that he, he falls from a window and past their flat and that is the traumatic event that leads yeah, to Yeah, I it. thought it was really clever that they it wasn't that he had taken his own life or at least it wasn't that they absolutely knew that was what happened. He had mm. forced his way into the flat above, which again is a violent act. He's forcing yeah. his way into this flat above, demanded he goes in there and then he was trying to get back in. You know, there's again that sense yeah. of he was, he was trying to invade the home by going through you know other means and then he's either slipped or he's wanted to fall so i thought it was quite rather than him saying right i'm going to go and do this and then and then seeing it through when we're left where we're not quite sure how it's occurred and i did not recognize papa esadu at all Mm. i've only seen him in i may destroy you and he plays a very very different character in that um amazing actor i'm really looking forward to seeing him in other things from here on um did you get that all of the things that happened to the Rory Kinnears are actually related to Papa Ezidu's character's death with the the hand the, yes. split the leg yeah the leg I didn't broken. get that till right to the end and I actually really like I really like that yeah it was yeah that's I, what I mean about the circle you know coming around when he when eventually he arrives back on the scene and you these, go, oh there we go and it also take I also took that as a thing of these behaviors give birth to other behaviors. Oh, no. oh, I mean that the, the birthing yeah. thing is like men give birth to men. You know, it's like, yeah. men will birth other men yeah. and take them along. The misogyny will go. Yeah, I mean it was a bit. Cl- that's what I mean by thinking. Yeah, because when you're talking about these 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 stereotypes, when they're not stereotypes, these 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 types, these mm. types of men. I did feel it was just, you know, the, the vicar was very, very slight. I mean, that Jeffrey looked like something from the fast show, you know, yeah. then, which for anyone who doesn't know is a, a UK sketch show. With I think it was popular of, worldwide. Yeah, yeah but yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just in case you don't know, with big funny teeth and, and it's all a bit hurrah, hurrah, we're in the country. And, yeah. you know, there were a lot of characters like that. I just, and I know it's, it's, it's really 
dreamlike. It's not meant to be real. It's her trauma revisiting her. Yes. And that guilt that she has from his gaslighting of her, his... He's clearly been coercive, controlling, give me your phone, mm. or let show me what you what are you saying. You know, that, there was beautiful writing, actually, between the two of them at the beginning, where she's telling him she wants a divorce, and he's he's blaming it all on her and yeah. he's putting it back on her all the and everything that she says he pulls and twists and yeah. it's so realistic that and i just thought oh god he's been doing that you can really feel it even though you've just met these people for the first time you go oh he's been doing that to her for years yeah and yeah. she's finally seen the light and she wants to get and, and he's still doing it and then there's a, a scene of, of physical violence to, to and 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 all of that and even at the end where he's oh i just want you to love me like it really you know really that i thought was very powerful i'm but... interested to know your thoughts on the mm. very ending mm-hmm. because she gets to the point where she is not shocked by these going yeah, on yeah, yeah. she just simply walks away mm-hmm. and then the james character the paparazzi yeah. character walks in sits down and says i just want to love you and no i just want you to, to love, love me. me sorry there's a sorry. difference yeah you know and cuts to title card yes what 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 was your interpretation of that because to me it seemed like she was almost coming to accept that behavior and mm, no i don't i didn't i didn't and i don't want it to be that I, yes that i don't was, i really yeah. don't want it to be that i want it to be that you know cut to title because she's sitting there with the axe i really want it to be that she has she has destroyed him or it or that feeling in mm. some way using the axe because then we see her friend who's travelled to the interestingly pregnant yes. which I thought was interesting because there's all these yeah, birth, yeah. birth metaphors she comes and sees her and it's not that the car isn't wrecked the car is still wrecked it's yes. not there isn't blood on the floor there is blood everywhere mm. uh, Jesse Buckley is, is covered in blood Harper is covered in blood I'm really hopeful that when she's sitting outside by herself it's because she has destroyed that bit that what he has done to her in whatever for you know in whatever form that may be whether she takes the axe to him whatever i am a bit confused about how the car's still you know has she meant to have done that is i'm not saying that he's alive and sitting on the couch or you know because he says oh i'm dead you know it's like a go you know I I maybe would have liked to have seen had she done had she done that to us you know had she crashed the car. It's uh, left very much open on very, purpose. Very much open. But then I, I know that you like be, you I like, like the actual. Yeah, I like to know. <laughs> you like the evidence there. Yeah, I do. I like to know what's what's gonna. Or is this just all a dream? You know, mm. is it all? Is it dreamlike? And is it left open because actually her friend's not really there? Just like these men weren't really there. You know, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Or are we going to walk into you? Are you meant to walk into the room and find that there was an intruder, and it was one of these Rory? Can I? I don't know. That's the bit that I'm. I'm a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if I needed that. Can't but, you just let the mystery be? Yeah, no, no, I can't. No. But I, I like that there was that coda to it because I wouldn't have liked. I really, really wanted to make. I was thinking, oh no, don't go down this path. Don't go this path. Oh, she's listening to him, and actually, what he's saying might be right because that is absolutely not the right. You know, I, I do not want that to be the narrative there. I want the narrative to be no, he is wrong, and she 
is processing this. But I think it's more powerful to leave that open. Mm-hmm. I think that that's I think that's the right place to end the movie. Okay. Um, I'm not sure it is. Yes, I know you want. You, yeah, yes. I want. Yeah, I want her to take the axe and destroy the feelings that he is invoking within her. And you also want Ben Affleck to um, to come to the house and realise that Matt Damon has definitely driven away at the end of Goodwill Hunting. You also want, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best friend, by the way, as I'm just looking yeah. it up, I was like, I'm sure I recognise her from somewhere. Okay. Do you know where we know her from? No, no, I don't. She played Sheila the She-Wolf in Glow. Oh, did she? Yes. Oh, amazing. You know what I nearly said to you? And I thought, oh, like, is this my brain pl- playing tricks? But... I nearly said to you, I really like that woman that was only on the phone for a few minutes. Yeah. I don't understand why I've taken to her so much. But that'll be why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll have some sort of recognition. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, um, hmm. I if if you like this sort of films, I mean, if you've yeah, probably yeah, watched it if you're listening. It. Yeah, yeah, you should, yeah. You should have watched it if you're listening yeah. to this. But yes, it, it, this isn't a film for everyone. No, it certainly isn't. that's why I love it so much. Yes, I thought yeah. you would. I knew you would. And you, there was one point where you sort of shuffled in your seat and I thought, oh, either you absolutely hate this or you're, you're, get, you're rooting to... You know when someone like moves their body and like preps themselves for something? Yeah. That's what you did. And I thought, oh, no, I think you really like it. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, thank you all for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll be back soon with something else. Something else. Maybe a date night. Oh, possibly. Is it yeah. Mango? Yes, it is. Oh, it yeah. is, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Might make so, you watch the beach. Look forward to Abba the movie coming on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, one day. Yeah. One day, I will. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Instagram and Twitter at The Honeymoon Pod. And if you would like to leave us a review on iTunes or the spell right on Spotify, it really, really would help us and we really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. See you next time. <laughs>